Hello, it's another episode of Killer's Crossface. Um, this episode, we're going to go back to 1983. It's about a little girl that went missing, uh, but she was Nyleen Marshall. She was born September 18th, 1978, and sadly, like I said, she would disappear June 25th, 1983 at the age of four. That She had disappeared from Helena National Forest in Montana, and uh, she was described as a happy, prissy girl, basically any small girl that's basically how they are um who didn't like to get dirty but loved animals and being outside that kind of defeats the well you could be outside and not get dirty i guess yeah but uh, she was having a picnic with her family at a campground and around 4 p.m she was playing with some other kids but anyways they had walked ahead of her and when they turned around she was gone from my understanding, she was last seen sitting alone near the beaver dams. I'm not sure how close that was to the area. So my question is, like, how you know far away were the beaver dams away from the campground? Uh, could the parents see her? How old were the other kids that she was with? Um, from some of the other articles I have read, answers my questions. So the area was roughly 100 yards, but that's pretty good distance, especially with it being out in like a national forest. Like I, I doubt it's like a straight shot, like football field. You can see <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, it, it could be, but a little bit. And at least one of the kids was a teenager, 13. So, but it only mentioned a 13-year-old telling Nyleen to wait at this spot while she went back to the campsite. When she left, Nyleen told her that her brother could run faster than her. So, two separate kids would later on report seeing a strange man wearing a purple jogging suit walk out from behind a tree not too far from where Nyleen was sitting, and he would try to talk to uh, the two young children, but would they would ignore him, and the other would run away, or one would ignore him, and the other would run away, and no one reported seeing him talk with Nyleen, but it's probably safe to say it's a good chance he did if he was up to no good. My question with this fellow, would you wear, like, I, well, I was born 89, but purple jogging suit, you know what I mean? That kind of sticks out. Yeah, that's, you're not going to miss that. Yeah, that, that sticks out, like, especially if you're up to no good, you're sticking out in clothes that are going to be, you're going to be spotted easily. And if something happens like this did, people's going to be like, well, there was a man wearing a, pup, pup, a purple jogging suit. So it's going to stick out. But it was stated one child heard the man say, follow the shadow. So did he talk to Nyleen or not? But what would he say, follow the shadow? Like, what would, you know, what kind of directions was he giving her? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I don't know. But anyways, when the 13-year-old returned, Nyleen was gone. I don't know what kind of time frame we're looking at here. Maybe, you know, what if 10 minutes, which it don't take that long to walk 100 yards. But you'd have to walk it, get whatever she was doing, and come back. But the search began right after, and the team included hundreds of volunteers, but nothing would be found on Nyleen. And it was mentioned some spots were so thick they could walk past her and never see her. And that night, temperature dropped down to the 40s. And the next few nights, it would stay about the same. 
but there are some early reports about a search dog would briefly catch her scent only to lose it quickly. So maybe picked up, well, picked up possibly. Yeah. And carried. But the search would be cut off nine days later, and the sheriff felt there was no way she survived the mountains with only summer clothes on when the nights, you know, were cool and the thunderstorms that, that had passed through. Um, her parents felt she had been abducted. And um, the only issue was there's was no really strong evidence whatever being covered over the next two years if she was abducted or not. Um, most chalked it up to a child getting lost in the woods, which would you see that, you know, you have a weird guy in a purple jogging suit, which he might not have had nothing to do with it, yeah. but which I know they're going to chalk it up just because she's a four-year-old girl, like she just wandered off on her own. Yeah. But in um, late November 1985, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children received a call from an unknown man. He claimed he abducted Nileen and was raising her as his daughter. He would contact various organizations and her parents over the next six months. So what do you think about that? They just, like, kept in contact. Yeah, he, from my understanding, he had placed 8 to 12 calls to a 1-800 number, two calls and three type letters to child find in America, and her parents received three more letters. And the piece of information is the man shared stuff that police withheld to the public. So, basically, part of it was, I didn't want their person to try to get the information from her. All I could tell them was that she was okay. I hope that child find can get the following back to her family. I picked Kay up on a road in Elkhorn PK area between Helena and Boulder. She was crying and frightened, and as I held her, she was shaking. I saw that I'd keep her and love her. I took her home with me. But if she's out on a road, I don't know where that road, that area is between them. That's kind of sound like she did wander off, yeah. and this person picked her up. But I have a nice investment income, and I can work at home, so I care for her myself all the time. I teach her at home, and she likes to go with me when I travel. Her hair is short and curly now, and she has really grown. She is about 45 inches and around 50 pounds. She has all four permanent upper and two of her lower teeth at this time. And she takes a bath and brushes her teeth every day. She eats well, and her favorite meal is pizza and cherries. She would gladly re count you to trips to San Francisco, New York, Oklahoma City, New Orleans, Nashville, Chicago, Puerto Rico, or Canada. I guess dude really, really traveled. And we were even in Britain for a month last year and she loved it. Nobody questions passports is what he wrote. That's that's kinda out there. Yeah. <laughs> it is or where it comes from, only that I get it from the bathroom every morning. It's actually a spoonful of my theme and it doesn't affect her physically. I've never molested her in any other way. It kind of gap because these were just this was these are just pieces of the letter. Yeah. So I'm assuming I think he yeah fed her his semen with a spoon. Ew. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, this was also on Unsolved Mysteries as well, and they have you know one of the actors doing this, reading it, but said she is a sweet little girl, and it is because of how much I've grown to love her that I realize how much her family must miss her. She has adjusted and it seems happy. She trusts me and isn't afraid. We play a lot and she laughs when we clown around. She smiles and acts coy when I tease her. She giggles when we snuggle and hugs me sometimes for no apparent reason. I love her and I have her. I just can't let her go. 
So this creep basically just like Capper, but could it be? It might not be the purple man. I mean, the guy in the purple dragon suit. Yeah. Like it's a very possibility. It might not be him, but maybe he spooked her to take off. But what person just picks up? Well, I guess in a way I can understand picking her up because they're the poor old child if she's you know on the road or by the yeah. road, but not keeping her. Minus the semen, spoonful of semen, everything else seemed like he, you know, is legit. Like, he has taken care of her, but he should have got, you know, turned her in to say, hey, I found her, not keep her and travel with her. <laughs> it's like kind of like That's those awful. situations with, like, the women that steal kids and try to be the mommy and all that. Yeah, and, like, when Sarah gets trying yeah. to keep the baby. It's kind of like in that nature. Very, very weird. But the FBI believed all the letters and calls came from the same individual. And one had come from a phone booth in Wisconsin. Uh, the letters were from Wisconsin as well, and they could trace the other calls to various phone booths in the area. And like I said about the Unsolved Mysteries, in 1990, Unsolved Mysteries aired an episode segment about her case. And some tips would come in, but nothing brought her home. Another thing in 1990, her uncle saw two sketches of a man and a woman wanted in California for abducting a child. He believed the couple had helped on the search. Sadly, the couple has never been identified. And that, I don't know. Could it just be a coincidence? You know what I mean? Like, they may have looked at, like a couple that helped, or could it have been the actual couple? Because if a couple abducted her, like these letters, well, because yeah, he don't mention about having a spouse. Yeah, I think just this crazy guy got it. It's crazy though, since 1983 and there's nothing, like she's still missing. But she's probably believing that this dude, you know, is like her dad or something. Yeah, major Stockholm. Yes, major. But uh, there's also possibly at least two men confessed to killing her, but both would be false. This goes back into a lot of things we've talked about on other episodes, on a lot of videos. People that confess to murder when they're not guilty of it. It happens a lot. I don't yeah. know why. It just does. Uh, Nileen's parents would move to Japan. This is really sad. But uh, the move to Mexico, they moved to Mexico in 1995. And her mother got a job transferred there. And a crazy incident would occur while she was staying in a hotel. She would be raped and strangled to death. Not sure why, but at the time, guess what? The police rolled it a suicide. I'm assuming maybe the strangler, maybe thinking she hung herself or choked, I don't know. But I guess when they tested and saw she was raped, and they're like, oh, it's not a suicide. But evidence would reveal like that it was a murder, and her murder still remains unsolved, and Eileen has never been found since. So overall, what do you think? I think that was just... Like it was almost good luck. Like the kid, the girl got the girl got lost, and then like, and then this crazy guy just happens to be the one to pick her up. Like it's which that's the weird. letters could be fake, but it is. But with them saying that he did actually say stuff in the letters that was not made public, kind of makes you question it. But he could be the purple. I mean, the guy in the purple jogging suit. Like, he could be him, and he's just like, oh, I found her, and then took her with me. But you think, though, like, 
if somebody did grab her, she would scream, but I guess you'd cover her mouth or something. And yeah. Carry off. That'd be the only thing. Which, or, like, he could have just said, oh, I'll take you to your mom and dad. Hop in. Like, we'll go get your mom and dad. Well, how close was all that to an actual road to the National Forest? So, basically, question, did she get lost in the woods? Yeah. So, you think she got lost and then got picked up? Yeah. But do you think she, like, that's why I kind of wonder, like, could she have made it to that area? Because the search happened right after. Could she have got that far? Because adults should be able to cover, especially hundreds of people could cover ground. Like I said, I was wondering how close the road was to wherever this guy picked her up at between the area. If this is what's actually, that's how he got her. Yeah. So you're basically saying she got lost in the woods. Because my next question was she abducted. So you're thinking lost in the woods, was abducted by this gentleman. Like, with the letters. just a person that happened to be on that road saw her happen to be a psycho. That kind of, yeah, <laughs> that kind of basically to me would remind me of he, it's, well, the opportunity presented itself. And that just means he had to have had fantasies or something of that nature. Like, oh, I want this kid. But I, like, I kind of could see, but I, I agree with the letters. I just don't get the whole, going back to the whole semen, spoonful of semen, like, what does that yeah, do? That's Is great. that just his own way of getting off to like, in, you know, like a control thing? Cause he said he never molested her in any way, but why still do that? Unless he uh, thought it was like just, a health benefit, like, that's just that what's just has creepy. To be crazy, like part of his craziness. So going with that, my next question, do you think the calls and letters were a hoax? Like, there is a chance, but, like I said, the whole, they mentioned, well, whoever the writer was and the phone calls mentioned about, you know, stuff that they withheld from the public. Yeah. So that kind of gives some validation, but who knows? But it's weird, though, which, do you think that it would happen now? Could, yeah. Because they trace the calls with, well, they could trace it better, which there's no really, I don't know if there's payphones up in Wisconsin anymore. There probably I is. Know. I know we used to have one where we live, but I don't know if it's still there or not. There's, I Is mean, that the old grocery store parking lot? Yeah, I think it's broken. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it would still work if some idiot didn't break it. Yeah, but there ain't that many left around, but so yeah. they, they would be able to trace it. But it's weird that after all these years, like, nothing's ever been brought up about it. Like, I just find that really fascinating. So, so, so you thinking they're legit? Yeah, I mean. If, if they're not, I don't know, it could it be like the guy that confessed, or the two guys that possibly confessed to it? Would it just be them putting themselves in the crime and not actually committed? I'm not sure. Google Montana to Wisconsin. Which is could be, that could be an issue thing too. You know that? While you're, while you're looking that up. Hold on, my people. Well, I know, but what I'm talking about though is he, because if he traveled a lot, he could have been on a on a business trip or whatever he does on a trip and you know what I mean because that's a lot of places to travel like he's basically traveled all over the United States but San Francisco New York that's you know all the way east coast to west coast so there's a lot of 
distance there that he's traveled, so it could have been on something. And him 18 back. hours and 15 minutes. How the say how many miles? 1,180.7. Okay, so that's a, that's a good bit. So 18, might as well say almost a day. So I could see him being on a trip if these letters are true. Yeah. And picking her up. So very possibility. I wonder what he does though. I'm mm-hmm. saying he can work from home too, but he also travels a lot. It kind of makes you wonder if he's done it before or done it afterwards or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. What if he killed her like when she got to a certain age and then he just picked up? Like there had to have been some maybe trauma. Do you think there could be some trauma there? Like to trigger him want like maybe wanting to relive his childhood through a child type thing. You know what I mean? Do you think maybe. it could be like something like that or just, just creeps? Probably just a creepo. Yeah. It it could go either way, honestly. But uh, is that all you got for this episode? Yeah. Okay, we thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.